Welcome to the Pseudonym Social Halloween Special to End a Curse. To get the holiday spirit, I decided to write a one-shot and gave myself a week to do it. I have my usual crew here from Award the Opal Star, but I decided to bring in some members of the community as well. Let's get to the introductions. Hello, I'm Casey, and today I'm going to be playing Olus, the Tiefling Ranger. Yeah, I want to know about you. Oh, me? Yeah. You know about Casey, me, the person? Yeah. Okay. I work in a nonprofit animal clinic, and I like to ghost hunt when I can. Oh, that's really exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> have you played the game Phasmophobia that just came out recently? I have not, because I'm also a massive baby, <laughs> and I get scared so easily. <laughs> So am I, and yesterday a buddy of mine got me to download and play that, yeah. and it is spooky. But it is, I mean, it's all ghost hunting, and like you use different tools to figure out what kind of ghost you're dealing with, and then Ooh, like it tries sounds, to kill you. That actually really but it's does sound very funny. scary. So, yeah, no. So, the shirt I'm wearing is actually from the theater that I ghost hunt at most often. Oh, very cool. Yeah, well, that's exciting. Just, yeah, Alexis helps occasionally. I have been acting at that theater since I was six years old. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool theater. Yeah, and it is almost 100 years old. We just celebrated the theater's 95th anniversary recently. Oh, yeah. That's so That's cool. Awesome. I'm Victor. I normally play Gerida. Currently don't have a job. Thank you, 2020. Same, homie! <laughs> and... Uh... I don't know. The theme for this year has been Animal Crossing and D and D. So yeah, yeah. I am not, playing. Not a bad theme. That's a fantastic theme. <laughs> playing a man that, in rumors, is probably just kind of referred to as the hunter. He doesn't try to talk to a lot of people. He only carries a dagger on him. Is he nude? Besides, oh <laughs> uh, nah, he's, you know he's dressed in the nice edgy you know black leather trench coat, okay, a variety okay. of belts. Yes. <laughs> the more belts, the stronger the person. Exactly, exactly. There's just a, a whole variety of them. He's got five belts right now. When he hits level six, At he least. gets a new one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and yes. yeah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, known for uh, taking jobs to go kill things. Necklace of vampire teeth. Don't forget that uh, part. Also that. That is kind of more difficult thing to see. But yes, he does wear a necklace of vampire teeth. Who knows how many of those vampires are actually dead. Ooh. They may or may not be things that he can actually track them later and finish them off. But <laughs> uh, yeah. dead or really pissed off. <laughs> yes. They're either de dead or, or really kooky looking with one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, I need that for the thing I do with my mouth. <laughs> Just took away what I could do. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I'm Alexis. Hi. Right now, I work at a sort of university bookstore, so that's fun. So, well, it is fun. It's just we have a lot more like apparel than books. So it's that's more of a clothing store than just sometimes aggravating, but it's fine. 
It's a clothing store that students can go to to pay way yeah. too much. But some of the stuff is cool. <laughs> they will pay like to five dollars to Same. get the book back. Let's see. Other than that, yeah, I've been helping out for the past year or two at the I theater that her, Casey. I dragged her into. Um, it. We were hanging out, and she came with me, and then we never left. And yeah, I've helped out with the- That's how we do things. So we just kidnap each other into stuff yeah. and then never let each other go. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I've also been playing a lot of Animal Crossing and such, so yeah. Oh, and my character, yes, sorry. I am playing a drow warlock named Onre. Let's see, she's reserved, not necessarily impolite, just she finds it better to keep to herself in a good amount of cases. She can find it hard to trust people. And she has a familiar <laughs> whose name is Yindris, who is adorable. Love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of her forms is a silver pseudo-dragon. And I take it your warlock pact of the chain? No, actually, well, no. Technically, I'm Pact of the Tome, but one of the spells I have Ooh, is Find Familiar, that. and this actually kind of goes into her backstory. Her patron gave her Yindris. Warlocks are my favorite class, but the class that I've never actually played in a one-shot or anything. So I just, I make them NPCs and when the campaign's idea. That's okay. Yeah, this is my first, um, yeah, I, this is my first, um, class that has spells, really, and I chose Warlock, so that's gonna be interesting. Warlock's pretty easy when it comes to spells, because you only have two slots, and they're the max slot level that you can have, so, like, you don't have to worry about upcasting, downcasting, like, do I have the slot for that? It's just like, hey, yeah, I got two slots and cantrips, and then, like, the invocations that are, like, innate spells you can do. Yeah. And in all honesty, warlocks really only have one spell that they should be casting. Yep. Eldritch Blast. So like you're you're gonna, you're gonna be Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast is the best cantrip. But yeah, no warlock. I love warlocks just because they're very modular. Like you could have two warlocks, same patron, same pact, and same mm -hmm. alignment, but. They could have completely different invocations and be very, very, very different in terms of how they function. So I, I think warlocks are just so variable, and I love it. Just a turret from <laughs> Eldritch Blast. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Back on track, introducing our lovely guests. Let's start with Wade. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the show you're on and who you're playing today? So I'm all about that shameless self-promo. Go for it. <laughs> Right on. As for myself, my main job is painting cars. It's definitely not as glamorous as someone would think. Uh, I do a bit of photography and then I edit and play and DM and basically everything else for Not Quite Heroes currently, which is another, I guess now formerly 5e actual play. We've kind of opened up a little bit more to that. That's really about it for me. I can't help but notice those guitars in the background there, bud. Yeah, that's a previous life. Let's a say. previous life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I love that. have enough time to really get into those as much anymore. So, question uh -huh. for you then, Wade. Hi, I'm David. Nice to meet you. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you say paint cars, is it like 
West Coast customs like flame decals and stuff. <laughs> no, it's the much uh, more boring cousin of that, which is just like East automotive Coast. repair. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's still pretty cool. Though. I'm not gonna lie, that that's mad mad cool. Well done. <laughs> Appreciate it. Who are you playing today? Yeah, uh, I'll be playing Ezra Bishop, the half elf rogue, who's just trying to get out of the business. You just want to retire, dang it. Just just wants yeah. to be done with this life. Just one last job. Is she like over the hill? Or he? No, not especially. We're just kind of tired of doing it. Love that. You know, wants to settle down. Life's too short nowadays. I'm going to send a, an image of, of what our <laughs> of what our party looks like. Just because we're so, we're so edgy. <laughs> so, so freaking edgy. I love it. All right, David Goodwald, who wants to go next? <laughs> Take it, Groobs. Oh my. So I'm Goodval. I know it's a weird name, it's Swedish. I was a bartender and then COVID took that away. So right now I'm just chilling. I am one of the players. I'm from a far podcast, Quest for Atlantis campaign. And I've been doing a lot of D&D. I've been playing D&D since 5th edition came out. I played a little bit of 3.5 prior to that. Primarily I do DM, but uh, on, on the most major thing that we've done, I get to be a player, which has been the best. But yeah, uh, other than that- Still I'm screaming like, about that last episode on the inside. Still screaming on the inside. That was a fun one. Where did our live episodes end? Cause I always get confused on where the episodes are and where we are. The big symbol on the wall. Ooh. That's a good uh, one. We don't gotta focus on that right now, but yeah. No, I'm a very passionate bartender. I like the craft cocktails and constantly trying to up my game, create new cocktails. I recently discovered the trick to making clear ice, which is just aesthetic. And yeah, that that's me in a nutshell. I like games, D&D, and, and, and bartending. Oh, and I'm playing Kramus. Kramus, <laughs> Kramus Nero, I don't know how to say our last name, Dave. Hey, you want to know a secret? Nerlian. Neither do I. Kramis so. Nerlian. <laughs> Nerlian works well. Kramis <laughs> is a big old half-orc barbarian who, during the lifetime of this call, became a very cockney-looking half-orc. But yeah, he's his main goal <laughs> is just to protect Varus. He's a big hitter, but he knows he doesn't know what's right. So he lets Varus decide who he's hitting and doesn't worry too much past that. Yeah. That's fun. And uh, I have food, so I'm going to go quiet for just a second. I'm b bothering my mom about, can you bring me food, please? Cause I'm hungry. <laughs> I have a, a sandwich from Starbucks sitting here and I'm just trying very hard not to eat it. Not look like a a barbarian on camera in front of you all. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to judge because I feel like a lot of us are actually going to end up eating. <laughs> yeah, no, I am because I have blood sugar issues and I'm starting to shake. <laughs> get it, dog, get it. <laughs> AC, if you don't eat, I'm going to boot you from this call until you do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can be aggressively protective of my friends. No, no. don't eat Please. Oh. <laughs> Do it. Literally eat. She just yeah. has Discord and Shard up on her phone while she's what? driving over. <laughs> Alexis, what are you doing? Hold on, I'm turning left. 
Actually, I can go over to your house and knock on the door and be like, please, Casey, please. Well, I am David Tilstra. I am the DM for From Afar Podcast. We've uh, been doing this for a little over over a year now, something like that. Yeah, I've been playing D&D for a little over a year now, so pretty much started. No, that's a lie. We ran some some uh, some Storm King's Thunder before we did from our podcast, and then seven um, he says for a some, year. For a year, yeah. So I've been playing for like two ish, a little more than two years. I live in Los Angeles. I sometimes make movies. Most of the time, I play video games. Today, I will be playing Varus Nirlin. Near Nirlin. Nirlin. And I am. I'm a half drow and also the half brother of Kramus. So we look nothing alike, but we do share a common parent. <laughs> and I don't know how that's going to work out in game, but it sounded fun. So we're going to go for it. <laughs> I am a, a monk, way of the shadow. And like my two other edgy friends here, lots of black, lots of belts. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I need to know about it. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here also. This is going to be very fun. I've been listening I to Opal so Star excited. for a while. And uh, definitely just added Not Quite Heroes to the list. So going to be hitting that up as soon as I can. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. We've done the same over here already. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm. So it's familiar with how I tend to fumble and BS my way through stuff. Just he's, you're familiar with the edited version of how I BS it as I go. That's very much how we do it over at uh, From Afar too. We edit the crap out of our show. <laughs> yep. And, and yet there's some times where I'm like, wow, we left that in, didn't we? Yeah, we, that's, <laughs> that's the joke we went with. Another joke about pooping. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Introduce yeah, I, I guess I'll introduce myself. I'm Brianna. I am DDM and everything for Aboard the Opal Star, which is full of space pirate shenanigans and lots of untwists and unintentional character um, trauma for one character in particular recently. I swear that was not intentional. <laughs> you gotta just, love it. You gotta love it. Just the dice rolls worked out that way. I promise it's not my fault. Someone can't get lower than a 20 on their wisdom checks except for that one time. It's either a 20 or a 1 with me. 1 to attack, 20 for my wisdom check with no modifier. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I, I also do Tales of Adventure, which is I sit and talk to people's characters in character for an hour, and it's a lot of fun. And I just decided it would be kind of fun to do a Halloween thing that is not directly Opal Star related. So I huh. talk my players into it and then kidnap some other people into it. And yeah, so here we are. Also, Dave, I just got your joke for the screenshot of who we're Thanks. playing. Appreciate it. <laughs> I was like, oh, his photo's not loading. And I was like, this is no. the joke, isn't it? It's loading. It's just a black square. That's how edgy we are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have fun with this. So we find ourselves in a town with a long and somewhat forgotten history that has gone by many names. Today is known as Eve's Hollow, named so after the woman who helped guide the town to prosperity and the hollowed out mines that exist far underground. Started as a small hamlet, has grown into a thriving trade hub, 
drawing in merchants from all over. Here we find people of all races and backgrounds working side by side to help grow each other's businesses. It's by no means a perfect place, but it has grown much in the past few generations. Like any other town, Eve's Hollow has had its share of monsters and hauntings, and attempted invasions by armies of goblins, orcs, and the rare undead horde. You can see signs of its storied past and the defenses still left in place, from hideaways dotted throughout the streets to sigils carved into the door frames on most buildings. The past few years have been mostly peaceful, though there's still some crime and so forth as in any big city. Adventurers often come to the city to find work helping escort merchants, clearing out the mines, or dealing with any of the strange beasts that sometimes prowl the surrounding farmlands. Eve's Hollow is a good place to trade what you have for whatever it is you need. This is where we find our group of adventurers. Within the past week, you were all approached by a friendly stranger with kind eyes who offered you a job. He had something he wanted you to help set right, and in return, he offered each of you a handsome reward you could not turn down. He invites you all to meet him at his manor just outside of town to discuss details over dinner. all agree. Night has come for the dinner, and you, are, and you all arrive one by one to the manor. It is a large two-story building with a, made of a mixture of white and gray stones that glitter in the remains of daylight. There are large windows spaced evenly across the floors with curtains drawn tight. Grounds around the manor are as well kept as they can be given that winter has begun its approach. Flowering bushes and vines line the side of the building, framing the walkway and stairs leading to the front door. You were all given a rough time to arrive, but who, who gets there first? First. Yeah. <laughs> Collectively, we all show up early on time at the well, So, I'd venture to say that Kramus urged Varus. I just mm. realized both of our names end in S. Nice. Nice. Like, you never want to be the last one to the party. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to show up and scout it out first. So, I'd imagine maybe the two of us show up first. For sure. And I feel like we're, like, looking around trees and walls. Like, wait, is anyone else here? Like, we're, like, sneaking and trying to, like, make sure we're not, like... Yeah, yeah, with you. We're the only two that got invited. Uh, Well, brother, I would hope not because this job sounded more intense than just the two of us could handle. But let us uh, proceed forward and see. If, there, if any others have arrived. Right, right. The way he described the job, it sounded like you weren't the, you weren't the only ones invited, but you, have, you don't know for sure how many people will arrive. Do we wait outside? Oh, do we not? Can I do a, per, a percepti check? <laughs> Go for it. Cool. I just, I just like rolling dice. Brother, what do you elf I see? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The half elf eyes, and you've you've done this joke so many times, Kramus. But uh, <laughs> uh, where is my perception? There it is. That's a twenty-three. I'm looking. I just want to see if anyone else is like skulking around or sneaking around. Oh, is anyone else skulking, sneaking? I'll literally sne- sneaking. Just how early are you showing up? I would imagine if like if the meeting was set at like seven, we arrived at like. 701. <laughs> like, <laughs> fashionably late. Not what I meant when I said we should get here early, brother. <laughs> uh, because I, I was going to say um, that Mr. Andrew, uh, which is his first name, would probably be arriving precisely on time. 
He's a constant uh, businessman. So you might notice him just walking down the street. Got it. Okay. And do you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit more about what he looks like, or? Well, he's a rather nondescript human. <laughs> it's the belts for me. Relatively long hair, yes, of, of a host of belts. Yes. Uh, two of them holding a dagger to his uh, right thigh. Nice trench coat. It's actually not entirely black. It's more of a navy blue, which is what he's wearing. Because it turns out blood doesn't show up on navy blue as well as it does on black. So you're not exactly clear on exactly how clean this man is. He's not clean shaven in any way, shape, or form. Looks like he's traveling, carrying a, a pack with him, bedroll with him. Might have just rolled into town. Or, yeah, rolled into town from a, a jobs that he's overlapping. So he's just coming in from a recent job. Tight. You would see Unveris, fairly tall, like slender, dark-skinned drow, but like not quite as dark-skinned as you've you've seen around, because uh, he's a, a half-drow, and you can see he has long white hair pulled back in like a like a low ponytail kind of thing, but it's also like shot through with like streaks of black. And probably one of the more striking features about Varys is he doesn't have like dark purple or like black eyes. He has like bright clear blue eyes so in regards to drow he looks it's like oh wow this person looks kind of like a drow but then as as you get a close look it's like oh no this clearly not full drow and in spooky fashion very very dark clothes at least five belts uh, legs arms waist bandolier style and uh, and a a long black uh, like cloak with like the hood pulled up I do have the high collar going on, the the aesthetically satisfying trench coat collar that's way up high. And his hair is like, uh, is pretty long and kind of uh, relatively curly. Awesome. And um, a question about the, the world, maybe a little bit. What is the relationship between the drow and overland people? Is, is that, is it unusual for me to be seeing one? So you're not going to see them like all over the place, but I feel like there's probably enough living on the surface where like it's not super weird. It's just like, oh, huh. And then you walk on. So probably wave. Maybe. Maybe it's just the the, the looking like chin up thing. Like, what's up? <laughs> if you like started to wave, Varys started to, but then you did the chin thing and he put his hand down and was like, yeah, yeah. yeah We're trying right. to be cool. We're trying to be cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you almost let it slip, brother. Oh, sorry. I just, I can't. I don't know if I should be friendly or not. I'm just so confused with the life I've chosen. Crame <laughs> <laughs> is standing next to Varus. He's not like the tallest man. He's probably like I don't know five ten, but he is very stocky build, half orc, and he does look pretty much like that picture. He's just wearing like. The plaid, like sort of uh, <laughs> uh, patch hole pants, with like suspenders and a white cloth buttony, buttony sort of shirt, with that floppier collar, and uh, he just looks like a, a very ham hock of a man. <laughs> you both kind of look like you live on the streets, because I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure you both live on the streets. We do. We're urchins. Urchins. I look like I don't have a place to call home, so we're in good company. So how do you all react when you see each other? <laughs> I guess um, if, if we kind of met like 
if it was like the the gateway to this manor is like in the middle of the street, for example, if we were both walking from opposite sides, I feel like there would be sort of this moment of like, oh wait, are you going in here as well? And then after that kind of awkward moment, I think Varys would be like, oh, hello, are you here for this job as well? Because I, I think we've we've all been summoned by uh, by a, by a, a mutual friend to complete some sort of task. It sounded like it was quite lucrative. It did. I'm Varys. Who might you be? I'm Andrew. It's nice to meet you, Andrew. This is this is my brother, Kramus. Introduce yourself. Don't be rude. Um, um, uh, hi, uh, Kramus. He's not very good at the talking part. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Andrew, would you care to accompany us in through uh, to see what our destiny holds for us? Seems like just a few people for job of this size and payout. Well, hopefully we get a bigger cut then. Shall we? After you, sir. Uh, I'll I'll go up to the door and knock. He's gonna ask, are we at the gate or at the door or what's the current scene? There, there's okay. not really a gate so much. It's just kind of like a wide open area and then you can walk up to the door. I'm. Are there... Like pillars for maybe the awning or something like that towards the towards the door. Are you asking because you want to be perched up on something near the door? <laughs> I just want to step out from behind one. Yes. <laughs> yes, there there is a pillar. And you can step out from behind it and be as dramatic as you want. Okay. <laughs> then you'd see a fairly slender, dark cloaked, imagine, kind of half elf slink out and he's you're late. Precisely on time. What time were we supposed to get here? I thought uh, we were early. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I thought we were early as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, bad impressions already. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> hello, uh, friend. Are you the one that we've been sent here to meet? No. We've worked together. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you forgotten so quickly? Varys, it's Ezra. Come on. It's been it's been one hell of a day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> as soon as I see Ezra come out, I'm going to emerge from the darkness into the light because I am invisible in the dark. <laughs> Gloomstalker. <laughs> Gloomstalker. I am invisible in the darkness. And this arc midnight blue tiefling with bright yellow eyes just emerges horns that curl up behind her head and on the horns is a longbow placed on top of them she has a quiver at her hip uh she's wearing sort of dark leather armor like full longbow like you can't walk through a doorway maybe just hanging off of one of them okay and they have short choppy it looks like whenever it just got too long, just took a knife to it, because that's exactly what they did. And the horns are decorated. You know how sometimes tieflings have jewelry? Mm -hmm. That, but it's all moss and vines and some leaves. As soon as they see Ezra, they're going to uh, approach. Ezra, is that one of your lads? Oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're cordial. We have met before. What's your name, stranger? Polis. 
I'm Kramus, and, and, and this is my brother Virus. He's trying to get me to be better, but introductions and the like, so it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm so proud of you, brother. Oh, yes. I like you, you more stuff. It's nice. My tribe did this for me. She's got a tribe. She's like us. We're a tribe of two, though. I think we're going to be very fat friends. Well, now I am a tribe of one. My tribe is oh. back in the forest. Oh, they're not like dead or anything. They're just not here. God, I thought you meant they had died and I was going to be very sad. I can see how that would be confusing. I apologize. It wouldn't be that mean during a one shot. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, looks like we got a whole bunch ready to go. So at that point, Henri, this pretty tall, slender, drow female with long silver hair, I'd say probably, yeah, probably black clothing, walks up. Her skin is uh, dark gray. She has lavender eyes. You notice a couple things about her. She has a sword on one hip and then a large tome sort of strapped in on the other with leather that's sort of holding it to her, sort of across her body. And then around her neck, she has this small dragon-like creature, silver in color, sort of looking around, but definitely staying by its mistress. And the book, you can only see that it's also a dark color. It is definitely black. And then you cannot see any symbol or design on it at this angle. Oh, it's been too long. So I'd come up say, oh, hello there. It's good to see you again, Kramus, Varus. The out of character, uh, in, our, in our past, how comfortable would you have been with uh, Barris like scritching the chin of the suit of the dragon? Because I feel like he would have tried that first time, and if he got his finger bit, or if you were all like, yeah, don't do that, he wouldn't have tried it again. <laughs> I would say, hmm, here's the thing. At first, yes, but I'd say since we did spend a few days together, and since Honoré trusts you a bit more now than she did before, her familiar would sort of flap over to you for a moment, get like a chin scratch, and then go back. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, Kramus is like, and how's your little Muppet <laughs> doing? She's feeding you, right? Yes, yeah, Yen is doing fine. Thank you for asking. She's being her usual quiet self. Oh, we got some old faces and some new. It's going to pay off to be a fun little bunch. Yes, I don't believe I've met the rest of you. Uh, what What are your names? I'm Ezra. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Collis. It's nice to meet you, Collis. And you, sir? I'm Andrew. All right. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to get any more surprise visitors. <laughs> Something tells me that's everybody. Yes, I, I didn't see anyone else heading this way. So. All right. Uh, Morris, shall I knock? Please, brother, but be careful. This door looks very nice. I don't want it to be broken before we even enter. I don't think he's the one you have to worry about breaking doors. Kramus, like, rolls his sleeves up, and then he's just like... <laughs> okay, so you knock and you hear his voicing. Come on Sorry, in. I just got the joke about the doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of an insight. <laughs> yeah, y'all would get it. 
everyone else hear the voice say, come on in. I, I, I feel like it's safe. It just sounded like there was someone on the other side of the door telling you to come in. Is it push? Is it pull? I don't want to look like a chump out here. <laughs> Most doors into houses do tend to open out, I believe. I think so, yeah. Or... It's, it's going to be like a typical front door. There's, it's like a double door, but... He grabs the handle and like pushes a little bit and he's like, no, 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 and pulls. <laughs> well done, brother, well done. So proud of you. You guys walk into parlor room. There's some chairs. There's like a little coat rack in one place. It's like big open. It's very clean. It's very nice marble floors, decorations everywhere. And there's a double door right here. If you look closely, you can kind of see these two doors over here, but they're a lot smaller. So y'all just kind of go in and there's no one there. I would like to look around my surroundings to see if there's anybody there, but also to see as we're entering a building, what kind of tactical advantage people would have on us as we walk in. Cause I'm paranoid. Roll perception. Investig- no, perception. Straight nat one. Plus five up to six, <laughs> but still. <laughs> That's a good first roll. That's a good first roll. Hey, get those bad rolls out of the way now. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. sketchy. You're, you're standing behind Kramer's and he's just like taking yep, I'm up I'm just like trying to look around like... Just like, a box yeah, of a man. Yeah, no, no, all right. So, yep. Yeah, as right. you try to like look one way, he kind of turns that way and turns the other. I would also like to roll a perception check for generally the same thing. For a while, I give up. Okay, go for uh, it. It's much better. That is... I think you could, if you click on, if like if you click on the thing, it'll roll the check for you in shard. That's fine. I'm just going to roll my dice. Mm-hmm. That's how I got that one, so I don't know if I'm going to be continuing that. <laughs> I got a... Ooh, a 20. Not a natural 20, just a 20. Ooh. There's not really any place where you could find cover if something were to happen, but it would also be like anyone coming in wouldn't really have any cover. You do notice the two kind of hidden doors on the side. You pr- actually, no, Varys would not realize why those doors are a little more hidden, but it's like a single door. She grew up in the woods. She's not going to realize this. <laughs> it's not a thing she'd realize. But yeah, there's not a lot that looks like it would be hiding anything. There's like some really fancy paintings on the wall of like landscapes. You. Alice is singularly unimpressed mm. with all of that. <laughs> Anyone else noticed that a voice said to come inside? Yeah. There's nobody actually inside. I would like to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Go for it. I okay. can't remember if there's actually a roll for that, or if it just kind of happens. No, it, it's just casting time, and then they get to see different colors for different magics. Mm-hmm. It would just be in the room, right? Anywhere within 30 feet. It can The spell can, can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. I'm adding y'all to the map. Nice. I'm also dragging <laughs> you back to where you would actually be, which is We're not present. in that room. Yeah, I knew I was forgetting oh, something. I don't know why it keeps popping y'all in the middle. I'm like, that is not where you're supposed <laughs> to be. So I do believe you, you should be able to move yourselves. I'm just kind of, all are like back here. The whole thing is when you click and drag, it actually shows you distances, Yeah. which is fantastic. And as opposed to roll 20, 
You have to figure out which tool actually does that. That's so smart. I can never remember. I love this. Also, seeing everyone's name spelled out is very nice. Like, Bishop's a freaking amazing name. The way you spelled Andrew. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I <laughs> love it all. Andrew. I'm good at finding and making friends with other story nerds. Based on <laughs> the first name of one of the conductors for the Berlin Phil. Just like, nice. that's just random, you know. Yeah, so when you cast, there's something near the door, but it doesn't feel like it's active. It's just kind of, you know, a lot of buildings will have like, sort of like a basic alarm spell. It's kind of like, it's a the magical equivalent of like turning your security alarm on. It doesn't look like it was on. It hasn't triggered anything. It's just there, but you don't really pick up anything else. Also like, okay. background, if any of you had like asked sort of questions about the house of people around town, they would mention like, it belongs to an old money family that has been pretty reclusive in the past couple of years. So, like no one's really seen them. And when you walk in, this place is, it's very clean. Looks like it's been very well kept. It's just, there's no one in the room. Well, <clears throat> don't think we're going to find much standing around. Hello, we are here for the job. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Varys. Yeah, response. You mean Kramus? Uh, Kramus. Uh, no, I was You're talking about my proud of yourself. I, I remember. Proud of yourself for teaching Kramus. Exactly. Oh, Varys, you did such a good job of teaching this one. Um, I think, yeah. are these two double doors right here? Here? Yeah. Yeah, the, the wider ones yeah. are going to be double doors. is going to walk up and swing those doors open. Before you do that, you do notice there is a note on the door. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I'll drop it in here. And you can read it. It's it's going to be in common. Kramus picks up the note, looks at it for a minute over, and then is like, I can't read it. Anyone else? It's got a big words. Kramus, Kramus, hand, hand me the, the piece of paper. I... On a scale of one to 20, I've got about eight when it comes to the <laughs> intellect. All right, so David, do you want to read it? I will read it, yes. <clears throat> Varys clears his throat and he says, the Baroness cordially invites you to her soiree. Enter through these doors and the night will begin. Worry not about what lies behind, for what lies ahead is your true destiny. Well, that doesn't seem ominous at all. Shall we proceed forward? A quick question, what is that? Look at the wall behind <laughs> us. What's that S word mean? The soiree, it's a uh, party. Oh. Really. It's a more high class All of them party. fancy words. Which does not at all match anything about what the stranger told you what tonight would be. Varys would turn to his new companions and very visibly like pull out one of his daggers and be like, friends, things are not adding up. And in my experience when things don't add up they start to get rather violent so i'm going to prepare myself for what's coming next so victory you said something what'd you say yes i turn around and i look at the door and the wall behind us after we close the door worried not about what's behind i'm gonna worry about what's behind i'm paranoid so you're looking back at the entrance or... yes there's another note you caught me <laughs> <laughs> it's just the normal door i mean if you want you can test it fill open or anything who cast the detect magic did you say anything about what you detected yeah i would okay. say um there's an alarm spell by the front door but there's some doesn't seem to be any other magic in this room and it felt like it was kind of a dormant spell like something that had been laid there but hadn't been like activated or triggered or anything yeah like a, a warding spell 
been triggered. <clears throat> That's interesting. Well, don't mind. I'll lead the way in case there's danger on That's the other side. Uh, do you believe that just uh, judging by everybody, y'all better at the sneakies and I'm probably better at the hitties. Varus pulls his hood up. Yeah, sneaky. And Kramus kicks the door open. Straightens, it, straightens out the collar. Wait, is this door a push or a pull? He goes to kick it open. Roll me a strength I like check. To think... <laughs> Bam! I was gonna say, I like to think he tries to like kick it open, but it's a it's a pull, so it just stays shut. Uh, just a straight, a straight strength check would be 18. Ooh. I'm so proud of you. The door cracks in splinters, but it doesn't open. Yep, yep, it's a pull. Always got me with that one. And then he just grabs the handle and pulls it open. It opens with no problem. What did I say about breaking doors, brother? You said not the first very... one. You didn't say anything about this one. I enjoyed that. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> I enjoyed that immensely. Kramus. See, she gets it. They. They get it. Thank you. And Kramus steps through the door. I think I'm going to like the comics. And so you find yourself in a large dining hall. There's like a big wooden table laid out in the middle. It's like very ornate. Can any of you have ever been in like a, like a house where like a noble person or somebody's throwing a party? They have the giant tables just absolutely surrounded by chairs. But when you go into this one, you look, there's only six chairs, three on each side. And then one that looks kind of more like a throne at the head. And there's still no one there. There's some, like, food laid out on the table. And along the walls, you can see there's portraits. And they more or less seem to be of the same two people. Right, you probably would guess that, like, a lot of people would have more of, like, family portraits. But it's a little odd that there's just the two. Can I go check out those portraits? Go for it. Roll me investigation. Investigation. Where are you? Oh, uh, that is. That is an eight. So I don't think I noticed the portraits. <laughs> they're just they're just portraits. It's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. I guess they would be married. Okay. You can't really glean a lot from them, and you've probably never. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've been in a room quite like this, so you might not think anything of the fact that portraits are just different poses and stuff of the same two people. And it looks like it's kind of like throughout time. Kind of feels like we're interrupting something. I'm sorry, just imagining the portraits with like progressively goofier and goofier poses as they try to think of more poses to do to make more portraits of. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and I love that because, like, you have to yes. stand still for the portrait for a while. So, like, they're like, or like the the light, the like finger guns. You got it yet? <laughs> that's like a fantasy wedding booth photo. <laughs> like the mental image. That's not what's going on here. Got it. Is anyone else investigating anything? Yeah. Or? I would like to investigate that food. Oh, well, give me the roll. That's another garbage roll. That's it for the shard dice. We're no longer using that. That's a six again. Isn't the okay. tech magic, isn't it like 10 minutes? That is true. But Alexis isn't here, so. Okay, and Alexis has stepped out and she will uh, be back. It yeah, it lasts uh, for 10 minutes. Perception check this room too. Why not? Like I was kind of hoping one of y'all would try and go out because I had a thing for the door. I mean, I, I will try to escape. I don't like being confined. You can't control this. 
Maybe you're while looking. everyone's looking at stuff, you're just like, you know, I'm just going to try and see if I can get out of here and then go drag my brother out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to protect the brother. So, I mean, do, do you want to do that? I think some people were trying to do some perceptions and stuff. So with, once that gets cleared up, I might. I protect you, though. I got a nine for perception. I see nothing. Well, I would say nothing out of the ordinary. It's just everything about this place is weird. If we're going to do something that's not a roll, can we do it? Yeah, Kramus was just going to start eating some of the, like, just grab a handful of, like, bread or something and start munching. Yeah, I was going to say Ezra would probably pick up a piece, just kind of idly looking at the portraits and not really uh, thinking too much about it, start munching on a small piece of bread. So, uh, Ezra, what what you been up to since last time we saw you? Just trying to make it through. Figure we had one big job left, and maybe then I can find somewhere a little bit more quiet. You could always come stay with me and Varus. I don't know that that's quiet. Varus, like, knocks over a vase in the background. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hey. I mean, (laughs) no, it's the streets. Um, I guess it's always pretty loud. Never mind. That's a bad idea. (laughs) Carlos laughs at that. Maybe. So y'all are just casually eating the food? I got him a vase once for his birthday. Carlos isn't touching the food. Collis does not trust any of this. Yep. <laughs> Andrew literally is going into one of his pockets where he has rations and is pulling out his own jerky <laughs> and is eating that instead. Did the two of you that ate something oh, roll? Say Conseil. Yeah, no, that makes the perfect sense. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that tracks. Nat 20, baby. Hey! So total, that's 26. Nice. Not bad. And Ezra, what'd you get? I got an 11. Ezra, as you take a bite, you just, it, the, like the second the food touches your tongue, you just immediately gag and spit <laughs> it out. And let's roll another con save. All right. Because Kramos, you just, it's, you notice that it's gross, but it's more of a controlled, like, wet. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, that's a six. Ooh. <laughs> you <laughs> might lose oh, a meal. No. Yeah. That sounds about right. Eating this, I do want to small chat it up with Colas for a hot second because I think that this is going to be funny. Um, there, uh, Andrew's going to mention like okay. idly chat to Colas. Miss <laughs> much Alexis, we just had had two people eat food probably shouldn't, and one of them ended up yakking it on the floor. <laughs> Kramer's laughs and he's like, "You'd be surprised what I've eaten in my day. <laughs> this is great." Yeah, but- even so, like when you eat this, there's just like a thing in your brain that immediately is like, mm, don't need to eat this and just spit it out. Any trouble in the village since I was last there? There has been more incursion. Do our best, of course, but we have no holy men or women in our tribe. And I am only one. Sounds like I have some plans in my future. None of the type you generally hunt. That's fair. It has been difficult. You know where I am, in case you need me. I appreciate the very hunter. And in the middle of the very edgy conversation about the one, not the ones you usually hunt, just here behind us. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of gathered the food. Okay. That, makes sense. <laughs> that could just be the food. I'm going to try the wine. <laughs> so proud of you. 
<laughs> Kramus takes a swig of one of the goblets of wine. It's like wine that's been sitting out for a long time, so it's probably not great. Is it vinegar yet, though? Not quite, but almost. <laughs> Are there any bottles of it, like, laying, like, out still? No. Ah, oh, darn. Uh, Kramus is like, mm, don't recommend the wine. It's, uh, it's like bad Chianti. But, uh, and he grabs one of the loaves of breads and puts it in his, like, the, little like, pocket. bad bread? <laughs> I might need this later. Just yeah. <laughs> <To> spit out. <laughs> That's amazing. Can I go check out this door right here? Oh, yeah, go for it. Is, is Detect Magic saying anything? For uh, for Alexis, because your detect magic is still up, isn't yes. it, Alexis? It's concentration up to ten minutes. Yeah. So yes. So do I see anything? I mean, there's like a hint of magic on the portraits, but it's more of like it's like someone a way to like sort of preserve the integrity of the painting. Okay. Do you want to go and check out the food? Um, I will like actually investigate. Yeah, it. Yeah, I will investigate it, it, not eat it, <laughs> but yeah. Right. <laughs> Roll me investigation. I got a 15. I don't immediately notice anything about it, but you feel a very familiar voice in the back of your head warning you to not eat that. Okay. That tracks. Okay. Yeah, then I'd say, I wouldn't eat that. Kramus, don't, don't eat any more of that, please. No. Let's just... You never know when you're going to find yourself in a pinch. Yeah. The urchin in us speaking. Yes. Food is food. <laughs> that piece of jerky. <laughs> Always be prepared. But there is some food that uh, will harm you, so just uh, be very careful. Appreciate okay. that, love. So none, none for the little muppet then. And no. He, like, he takes like a, a piece he'd ripped away, and he just like puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yin would be just be like, would just sort of back up farther and. <laughs> Just like slinking like, down the no. back of her cloak. <laughs> yeah, because Yin has a tendency to sort of crawl over me. You probably have seen her like crawl from my neck using my hair to get like on top of my head. She's she's not. You're just it. used to it at this point. Like it doesn't even phase you. Tug in the way. Amazing. Just... Yeah. Love that. Something. <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, as you guys are investigating. Who has the highest passive perception? I think. Uh, forget how it's. Minus 13. Oh, 15, should say, yeah. It's like right below yeah, your age. 15. Mine is also 15. Okay. Mine's also 13. All right, Andrew, what are your passives? Passive perception? Okay. 12. Like, Wait a second. Is that even possible? Let me see what Yin's passive perception would be. Just yeah. one moment. Uh, oh, come on. I don't. I don't need the picture. Just, um, DM, I do realize that I have not mentioned what magic item I'm carrying. That might be relevant. I don't know. The, yeah, I saw it on your thing. I need to remind myself. Okay. Is. Yin's is 13, so it's slightly better. Okay. Everyone who has a 13, you kind of, for a second, think you see something move, but it's it's one of those, like, out of the corner of your eye, and you don't really think it's something you actually saw. Anyone that has one of the higher perceptions... You know you see something like just very fast, like you can't quite catch it, but you know you that it blew across and drops paper on the table. Mm. Oh, well. hmm. did, did, did anyone else see that? There was something that 
Oh, well, there's paper on the table. We should... Uh, he would go over and... Varys would go over and check what, what's going on. Across the ceiling? Yeah, it, it like... No, yeah, it was, it was flying up near the ceiling. You don't know if it was on the ceiling, but it was, like, up above you. Got it. Would I have seen, like, an aura around it? Or, well, I guess I wouldn't have, but... <sighs> Would I have noticed any difference in the magic? Not really, because I don't think it would have quite passed through the sphere, and it was moving really quickly. Okay. So even if there was something that pinged, I don't know if you'd be able to catch it. Okay. So you said you're picking it up and reading it? Yes. Well, that's a helpful item. Sorry. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) Okay, so... You pick up the paper, and this time it's in a very different handwriting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just says things are not always as they appear. I would relay that to the to the group. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because this job ain't what it appears so far. This is true. It's to you more and more like this is oh. not where we're being assigned to the job, but this is the job itself. Uh-huh. I think you might be onto something there. Or we're being tested for the job. I, I think you're also onto something there. You guys are very very smart. Also, maybe it's just the food. Maybe we have to all eat it. No, let's let let's not touch the food. Let's not let's not eat it. Well, that being the case, then I'm going to hold up my hand, which you can see has a tattoo of uh, scales being held up by a skeletal hand. I'm going to pass my hand over my eyes. They're going to turn black, and I'm going to cast Eyes of the Grave on myself. Very cool. <laughs> what does that do? Till the end of my next turn, I know the location of any undead within 60 feet of me. That isn't behind total cover, and that isn't protected from divination magic. Worth a shot. Yeah. And I'll walk to the center of the room to make sure that I'm actually having a chance at seeing things that are around me. Mm-hmm. You don't pick up anything. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else want to try investigating the things, or try looking at them again to see if we can get a better investigation roll? Um, yeah, absolutely. You say I'd like to investigate them. I would too. Yeah. And go ahead and tell me what y'all get, and I'll let you know what you notice. I got a twenty-one. I got a 17. Okay. I got an 18. Nice. Okay, so you probably all noticed this. Is You can kind of, looking at the pace, you can sort of trace the timeline of when they were made. And it's like, it's all the same man and woman. The first one is them, like, standing next to each other, really happy. As you keep looking, sort of the posture starts to change in some of it. And... Full insight. Twelve. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, that's also a twelve. Nice. You notice that in some of the older paintings, from like body language and just how they are positioned in relation to each other, it looks more and more like she's in a position of power over him. Hmm. At first, they're kind of standing as equals, and the, and then. She's got her arm around him, and then, like, he's sitting down, and, and the final one is, like, she's standing behind him as it's in a chair. And just kind of looking at her face, it just... She, she doesn't feel particularly nice. Mm. But that could also just be her face. <laughs> what race are they? Would we have noticed? Uh, like, do they look human? Do they look elven? I forgot to include that, so I'm gonna say... Quick rip it, whatever you think is best. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Elvin. Okay. Very nice. Well, she doesn't look like a friendly one. Um, 
Well, while you guys are all looking at a painting, I think I'm going to try this next door. Mm-hmm. walks. Which one are you trying? That one. He checks for a note before he opens it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no note on that door. All right. And he grabs on, gives it a little push, and then a pull. <laughs> it pushes open this time. <laughs> ah, nice. So he like pushes, pulls it back, and he's like, damn, got me again. <laughs> <laughs> he steps through the room. That is actually a courtyard. Ooh. Oh. And like usually courtyards are kind of in the middle of the building, but just with how it's arranged, it's centered more in the back. And it looks a lot more overrun than what was in the front. So it's like not as well attended to, but it does, it's not like insanely overgrown, but just enough. And I don't know if you've seen any of these plants before, but they look kind of weird. Colas, are you following? Yeah, no, I'm following. Yeah, Kramus leans his head back through the doorway and he's like, hey, anybody know anything about plants? I, I don't. <laughs> but Varus, I found a new place for us to hang out if we can't find a home. Boris gets very excited. Yes, 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 brother. This is doing quite nicely. No one would even notice. We could hide underneath all these plants. Just like the old days. Just like back before mum. Y'all are making me sad. (laughs) We're very, very poor. Depends on which kind of thing you want us to check on plants. I can try. Mm -hmm. Whoever wants nature check. Start heading over. That's not that. We're going to try a different dice and maybe we have some more luck. That's going to be a 15. Okay. Hey! Ooh, Ooh Nat, that's going off. Is. My goodness. Okay. And actually... I got a 15. Right, you can roll history okay. on this. I got a nat 20. Who got the 21? That was me. We got a 20, 15. Okay, so for the 15, these are plants that you've always been taught to avoid. Because either, like, coming into contact with them is going to be at least irritating, if not pretty bad for your health. And some of them you just don't want to eat unless you want to die. There's other random weeds and plants that are just kind of normal, but they're getting choked out a little bit. I like to think they're discovering all of, or figuring all that out while Kramus is yeah. like, yeah, we could just hunker down right there. Oh, it looks now so crazy. see it's beneath the plant cover. It'd be perfect. Most of these plants... You'll touch them, it can hurt you. Uh, I've got a 16. Ferris pulls his hand back from like almost touching like a rose thing. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Yeah, don't, don't touch those either. Don't. Looks like it's on the road again for us, brother. You've given me hope yet again. Mr. what'd you get? Uh, 16 total. You recognize some of them, even though you probably haven't dry- that was sort of the fan version. Like, you, you know enough to know a lot of these are commonly used for poison. Alright. There's some, it's for some really not nice ones too. I recognize any of these as something that I could quickly fashion into uh, a bit of poisonous uh, advantage on any of my weapons. All intelligence. Alright. As an outlander, it sounds like Mm. something that I would probably be able to do. That's going to be 10. Survival's plus 5. You recognize some that would more of cause irritation around a wound than actually like poisoning, but it's a nice little extra F you to whoever you hit, so. It's just about perfect. 
It's like rubbing poison ivy all over a dagger and stabbing someone with it. It's insult to injury. That would be terrible. Suck. <laughs> I love it. Put on my fancy black leather gloves. Grab it. Do the thing with the dagger. Put the dagger back in its spot. <laughs> now it's a slightly irritating dagger. Just the dagger of mild irritation. <laughs> It's like a lower grit of sandpaper. It's like, ah, this is a little more painful. Was there anything magical around the plants? Like, as detect magic, the timer goes off, I'll recast it. Yeah. I mean, some of them might have, like, sort of, like, innate magic properties. Okay. It's just, like, more natural. There, you, as far as you can tell, there aren't any spells sort of active in this area. Question, DM. Okay. Uh, from the map, it looks like there's these yes. two either windows or doors on either side of the corner. Can we see those, or is it like that overgrown that we can't see those doors or windows? I'm going to say you can kind of see them. Yeah, this is a door, and this is a door. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at that. I might go check those out in a second. Does it look like there would be an easy path to get through these dangerous plants to get to one of these doors in the courtyard? I'm going to say yes, because it's overgrown, but there's still a bit of a walkway. There's still a chance, like, there's some, like, roots and stuff growing across, but it is possible to get from one place to another without coming into direct contact with the plants. Awesome. Unless you, like, trip over your own feet or something. It's been known to happen from time to time. With my natural, would I have known if the toxins would still work if the plants were dead? That's a great question. If you kill the plant the toxin's still there it's just not gonna make any more of it okay like plenty to like take some with you or you just the world does not need this particular bunch of poisonous plants i was possibly thinking about using frostbite on them to kill them that way to give us a better area to move in you can do that but i'm gonna say with the ice you might make the ground slippery depending on where you're aiming it so then we act, we might actually run the risk of someone tripping and falling into the plants. I mean, if you want to do that, absolutely go for it. That will make my life more interesting. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You can just burn the whole lot. Well, the problem is that if the toxins are based on uh, spores or any mm. plant mm. matter, then the plant matter that gets into the air could get in mm. our lungs. And we could just have more problems. Okay, slowly, painfully, and very awkward, probably. I don't like this place anymore. I'm gonna... We should keep searching, maybe go upstairs or something. Maybe so. I'm thinking... You mentioned that there was something on the entry door. This is sounding more and more like... Something that we're gonna have to deal with either now or later. Maybe we should secure an exit before we continue. Oh, I... That's what I'm best at! Kramus walks back to the entryway door and tries to open it. Hey guys, Brianna here with a quick message for all of you lovely members of the TTRPG community. We have a group of friends who needs your help. Go on Twitter and check out Homebrew Queens at at Homebrew Queens and see what you can do to help these lovely ladies bring their father back to the table. Let's show them what community is all about.